and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And JP. And uh, usually we got a few more guests on, but we got people coaching and kind of everywhere. And uh, But this week we got a special guest, slid into the DMs, Coach Beach from Centennial Lacks. Uh, it's been a team we've been talking about, but we know nothing about. So uh, I'm excited to get a good season preview, uh, learn a little bit more about uh, the program. You know, we've got some South Suburban bias, so um, excited to have uh, a, a team from Northern Suburbs on. Coach, welcome to Down the Alley. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so to kind of just introduce you, how it all started, how we got you on, it sounds like you're a new listener. No. So actually, I've been listening for a while, um, and I've been a little bit behind in the podcast, and I usually typically um, I listen on the way home from work usually, and uh, I don't know. It just caught my ear. It's like you guys are doing discord and somebody's popping off in discord about don't, don't sleep on Centennial. And, and, you know, it's like, okay, like maybe I need to jump in here and have a conversation with the guys and, um, you know, just kind of tell us what, tell you guys what we're all about. And, um, you know, obviously we had a, a little bit of a meltdown last year and, um, a couple of different games. So yeah, here to talk about it and, um, happy to be here. Awesome. Well, welcome. Um, always, you know, we're, we're always looking for guests and, and we don't really say no to anybody. So we're, we're excited to, you know, have another local coach on and, um, learn about more programs in the state and, um, and everything like that. So to talk a little bit about you first, kind of get you introduced to, um, to the fans, to the community, um, you know, how long have you been with Centennial? Um, and you know, what, what's your coaching career kind of look like? Sure. Um, so I've been, with Centennial since 2008, um, as a started with as an assistant coach, and then took over the head coach job. I want to say maybe six or seven years ago. Um, prior to that, um, I I kind of helped start and run the club team at Winona State. Um, they played the Great Lakes Lacrosse Conference, which is more of like the Wisconsin side um, instead of the MCLA before that kind of got put together. So, what years were you um, doing that? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, so that was like 2003 to 2007. Um, okay. Okay. So, yep. When I was down there and then um, worked with the St. Mary's program, it was kind of a combined St. Mary's university went on state program for a couple of years and then all state spun off on their own. Um, yeah. And so I coached that after I graduated from college, I coached at uh, Coon Rapids for a year, uh, helped with their club program and then went to Centennial after that. Awesome. And so, uh, what about for playing? Where, where did you grow up playing? how did you get introduced to the game? Yeah. So, um, I actually played at Centennial. Um, I was, uh, we had a team my senior year. Um, I was a baseball guy growing up and, uh, just kind of got tired of standing around and waiting for something to happen. Um, which I think a lot of people can kind of agree with. And so, um, you know, just, just heard about lacrosse and, and I had a couple of buddies that were like, Hey, we're going to do this. So I said, sure, no problem. Um, so really kind of jumped into it. Um, summer of junior year of high school played full senior year and then, um, obviously took off for college. So. Right on, right on. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear kind of just like the backstory of Centennial sounds like you've been a part of it forever. Um, you know, what, what, what's the game North of the suburbs uh, or Northern suburbs, North of the cities, you know, how, how, how has the game progressed? Um, and, and how Centennial specifically? Sure. So we've had some ebbs and flows. Um, 
you know, we were really successful. We had a really good team in 2008, uh, missed the state tournament, um, missed going to the state tournament, went to the state tournament in 2009 um, when there was just the four-team tournament, which was fun. Um, played Blake for third place, won that game. So that was obviously a nice um, jump for the program. But, I mean, if you take it way back, so back in 2003 uh, was kind of when the program started. You know, it's just grassroots stuff, right? So you have a couple of coaches that are from, you know, know about the game from out east. They come back and they start, you know, figuring things out. And um, they've got young kids that they're trying to get a, a program built for, right? So, so the, the youth program kind of started to boom. So we had some some quality teams, and uh, you know, at two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten ish time frame, and then um, kind of the cliff. We've kind of fell off the cliff a little bit, and so. Northwest Suburban Conference is the conference we're a part of, and it's just, it depends on the year, right? I mean, there's a couple of teams that kind of make their splash. Anoka's done it a couple of years. Chandler Park's done it a couple of years. Blaine's done it a couple of years. Uh, we're just fortunate in this situation that, you know, for the last probably five years, we've had some su sustained success. Um, obviously, made it to state tournament in uh, it's 18 and 19, um, you know, kind of got stabbed in the heart in 2020, like most everybody else did. I think uh, that was, you know, if we look back on it, probably our best group of guys team-wise. So we're really hoping, we were hoping to build on that. And then um, obviously, you know, been a pretty, pretty strong program uh, in the North for a while. Yeah. Centennial, I, they've always made noise. They've always, it's a team in the back of, you know, from a, a Southern suburb program. Hey, we're going to see them at a tournament, you know, in, in youth, you know, we're going to see them at state or, um, you know, same at high school as well. Um, you know, before we kind of dive into, you know, some of the recent years and, and what's upcoming, you know, what's, um, you know, what, what's driven the growth of lacrosse and Centennial? Is it, is it through the youth? Um, you know, what, what kind of parent involvement, you know, what, what, what is help? Cause Centennial is, you know, uh, one of the programs making noise, you know, what, what, what's driven some of that success and, and, and noise. Sure. So we have um, great parent involvement, really big booster booster program, um, booster club. So, you know, it, I think it's, it's just getting numbers out, right? I mean, it, you, I think all, all the high school coaches will tell you if you can get five kids a year um, that are good quality athletes, have good IQ, um, you know, you're going to be successful at the varsity level. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's a kind of a numbers game, if you will. I mean, it, it's kind of working things down the funnel. Um, so yeah, we've, we've traditionally had a pretty big, um, youth program, couple teams at U14. Um, I think this year, uh, we're projecting, um, about 46, uh, ninth and 10th grade kids. So, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty solid group. Um, and I think maybe 20 kids a year after that. So, I mean, there's, there's some, definitely some good numbers. No, yeah, that's critical. Um, and, and having those numbers at the younger high school age is impressive, especially with um, you know, the COVID year and, and some of the drop-offs that different programs have seen, um, has COVID affected, uh, Centennial lacrosse? Have you guys holding numbers pretty strong? Yeah, I think we've been good with numbers. I mean, we lost, I think a couple of seniors last year and maybe, maybe some juniors just because of 2020 and, and kind of how that went. But, uh, for the most part, I, I will say it does trail off. Youth numbers do trail off. I mean, so we kind of keep the, the, the hand of the pulse there. Um, so, you know, are you 12 is a little down, you 10 is a little down. So, um, you know, I think that's numbers for pretty much a lot of the programs around. I think it's just, it's, you know, I think you guys touched on it, maybe podcast last podcast or before it's like, you know, people had the time to go to the cabins earlier, you know, kind of have that freedom of, of, of choice rather than like, Hey, we're going to grind this out for, you know, three nights or four nights a week and weekend games and stuff like that. So, 
yeah, it's definitely a little different uh, scenario now. Yeah, that was some of the feedback that we heard directly, um, you know, with with some of the programs that we work with. Um, you know, last question, you know, kind of about bridging the gap between the high school and youth program. What are some things? Are you involved in the youth program? Are you hands off? I've heard I, I've heard everything under the moon on, on you know, on those types of things. So it's no judgment. Just would love to hear what Centennial is is doing to create success. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we obviously could do a lot more. Um, you know, I have a couple of coaches. I got one coach, assistant coach, that's the assistant boys director for the youth program. So, um, you know, he kind of helps get things going. Uh, we have a lot of kids that come back and coach our youth program, which is really nice. I mean, so we've we've seen kids that, you know, I've coached um, for four years that go off to college and do their thing and come back. Our local college kids that, that stick around and, and coach. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably uh, less involved than I used to be. I have a couple young kids. So, um, you know, my time outside of the high school season is pretty much dedicated to them. But, um, you know, I think it's nice when um, the, the kids that we coach obviously have the same philosophy and, and they impart that on the youth kids. So it's been good. I think that's one of the best ways to do it is get the young alumni back in the program. Um, you know, those are the kids that, you know, the, the young guys just saw play last year or a couple of years ago. And, um, they got the, they got the young kid energy, young coach energy and, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite ways to, you know, create that buzz, get more alumni involved in the program and everything like that. Um, so yeah, uh, let's just jump into it last year. I know, I know there was buzz, there was uh, top 10 rankings, um, the, the whole bit we, we were probably talking about in our podcast and, uh, I'm sure there's tweets. We didn't have the discord yet. So, um, so yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay out the platform for you and, and, and you can take any direction you want. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> well, I guess, you know, we, let's, let's start with vanilla game, right? So obviously, um, you know, we've been very forced. So, so let me back up a little bit. So, um, you know, 18 and 19 went to state. Uh, played vanilla first round, got not creamed. Um, we, we actually were pretty competitive those years. Um, so had a conversation with Horn after I think he was um, 19 and he said, hey, like, you know, we uh, we only get two non-conference games in the Northwest Suburban Conference, right? So, you know, we're, we're kind of limited to what we get to see. And, you know, if, if we're running through teams um, and then we get to state tournament and we see somebody like vanilla, that's going to be a bad situation. I said, I'd rather have you run through us during the regular season, um, you know, so our guys can get the eyes open and, and we can kind of move on from there. So um, he's like, yeah, we'll schedule you, no problem. Um, so hats off to him for sure uh, on that piece. And so we had him scheduled in 2020, uh, obviously didn't work out. 2021 comes around, you know, it, it didn't go our way at all. Um, so if, if you were there at the game, I think um, the first, the first thing, and you know, um, you, you walk on the field and, and a couple of their guys are playing catch back and forth with two balls and, and, and I'm looking at them going, okay, this could be interesting. And then, um, you know, I think Carson brand, I think number one for them, like he caught the ball on, on the first offensive rep and he just like blazed up field. And I'm thinking, okay, like we've got a couple of guys that can probably hang with that on defense, but you know, this could be interesting if everybody's doing that. He dumps the ball off to Lyshaw, and I think that kid rips it like 105 and smokes the crossbar. 
And I looked at a couple of our guys and I'm like, okay, we're in for a fight. Like you guys got to, you know, this isn't Spring Lake Park. We played, you know, probably the game prior, right? Or Tatino Graves or whoever it was. We beat like 16 to two or something. Um, so you guys got to buckle up and, and, and put some work in. So, you know, it's, it's just a culture shock, I think, for those guys when, when you're playing, um, you know, different teams. And, and I don't know, it's, it's tough with Northwest. I don't want to dump on the Northwest Suburban Conference. And, and you know, we're going to get dumped on at some point in time, too, because, um, like I said, ebbs and flows. But, you know, when we're pulling our starters out at halftime for most of our games, um, you know, just because we don't want to run up the score, you right. know, our guys aren't playing competitive lacrosse at times. So it's, it's tough when you get to those games. Yeah. These, I, it's funny you bring up the conference situation. I wasn't a hundred percent sure that that wasn't on my radar for, for you. So I, I knew some of the, the teams that you play, I, but I didn't know you only had two non-conference games. And it's funny you say that. Cause I actually ran into, I won't name the coach, but I ran into another coach that brought up a similar situation that's coming up this year with, I think they got an influx of three or new, three or new three newer programs into the conference. And it's going to be a similar situation where it's going to limit the out of conference schedule um, in the amount of games that they have. So, and, and that's a real thing, even for a, a, you guys are the top team in the conference. So like, that's, that's not going to help you prepare for playoffs. So um, is there, I, I know these conferences aren't made in thought of lacrosse. You know, the, the, these conferences are made for, the thought, the thinking of football and basketball, maybe hockey. Um, so is there, is there any potential, and maybe the answer is no right now, but is there any thought on how this could be potentially fixed, um, potentially worked around? I know in hockey, uh, back when I was in high school, um, there were some situations where you would play everyone in the conference twice. So if you had a weaker conference, you would play them once and the the, the game would be for double the points. So if, if a win was for two points, um, the, that game would be worth four um, just to, so you wouldn't have a 20, nothing game twice, but in lacrosse, you only play a team once. So that might not work out kind of thinking out loud. Um, maybe you've thought more about this because you're in this situation. Is there any potential solutions around schedule conference when there's a situation like this? Yeah, definitely. So I think it was back in 2016 or 2017, um, Eric Burton, who's over at Irondale, um, we were talking a lot about like just the disparity in the conference. And at the time, you know, we weren't necessarily um, the, the top dog, if you will, at the time of the conference, but we were, we were making our waves that way. Right. So, um, you know, the proposal was put to put in, in front of the ADs to split the conference in half. Um, ultimately got voted down uh, pretty unanimously, which we thought was kind of uh, a little frustrating if you just look at the overall history of things. And so, you know, he put a lot of work into um, statistical pieces and, and whatnot, and, um, you know, it kind of died off, right? And so uh, last year, it's like, okay, we got to revisit this whole situation. So I had a, I had a conversation with a couple of different um, conference coaches, uh, Maple Grove in particular, and, and a couple other guys, and just said, okay, we're going to re re rewrite this. Uh, bring it back to the ADs. So we did that this um, September uh, and gave them basically three different options and said, okay, can you split it north and south? Can you split it um, Anoka Hennepin plus Centennial, which would be, you know, basically six and six. Um, can you do a, a gold, silver, you know, kind of like a um, voted in by coaches. So like these coaches say like, hey, 
we're going to vote these six teams as the gold program for the next two years. And these, these two teams or these six teams as silver for the next two years. And then after two years, we revisit the situation. So we talked about doing that and um, gave the eighties, those three options also said like, Hey, you know, we understand that there's conference titles online here. So um, let's have the, if we do, let's say North and South, we're going to take North one versus South one. And we're going to play a conference championship game on the last Saturday of the season. You know, and we're going to go down the list. So one plays one, two plays two, et cetera, all the way down. Um, it's a great opportunity to get, like, kind of showcase the conference on a Saturday, just kind of back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back games. Um, you know, so we've tried we've tried a lot of things. Um, I'm hopeful um, that this year, you know, they, they talked about it. The feedback I got is they talked about it as ADs, and, and they're going to consider it again. Um, and they, they vote on it in, in May, so we'll see how it goes. No, I think, I think those are, sounds like three well thought out, um, you know, propositions, things that make sense um, and, you know, put together uh, more meaningful games for, for everybody involved, which I think is what everybody involved would, would like. Yeah. I mean, I think we're looking at, if, if that goes through, we're looking at five non-conference games instead of two. Um, and the only reason we have two right now is because Spring Lake Park and Coon Rapids combined. Um, so we used to only get one, right? So, which was even worse. And, and um, you know, we didn't really have a say our ADs basically picked it for us. So um, it's it's definitely, if we can get five non-conference games, it's, it would definitely be huge for us. And, and you know, we, we try to be very cognizant of, like, I don't want to run kids off the field, right? So if we have a good team, um, you know, we're, we're – we're not going to go score 25 or 30 goals on somebody like that's just not how you do things right like you're trying to grow programs and, and you want to be successful obviously but you want to try to make sure that there's programs to play so we try not to do that um and that means sometimes we hurt ourselves and we definitely hurt ourselves this last year um <clears throat> yeah so looking looking ahead um you know what 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 how's the program looking for this upcoming season um, good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we, um, our senior group is, is, um, they've, a lot of them have older brothers that played in the, in the program and kind of have gotten grown through the culture and, and uh, been pushed by those older brothers. And so we have, um, some pretty good talent, uh, come in and then obviously some unknown. So we've, we've had a three-year starter and goal that's, that's no longer. So we've, we've had a good run of goalies for, for last seven years and, uh, we got a couple of uh, newcomers that way. So we'll see kind of how the back end looks, but um, I don't think we'll have any problems scoring goals. So that'll be good. And so you're out of conference games. Who, who do you have lined up uh, for out of conference? Yep. So we got Benilde again, and then we have uh, modern guy. So those are the two that we'll have. Right on, right on. Um, would love to hear, you know, what, what are the players doing? What, what's in the programming um, for the kind of off season work development, um, you know, what, 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 I know a lot of, again, every program does things differently, kind of goes about things differently. You know, what, what's Centennial doing? We don't do a ton. I mean, Northwest Bourbon conference is, is big hockey, you know, I mean, obviously if you've watched the state tournament this last weekend, you see, you know, Andover Maple Grove crazy game, right? So, um, hockey is kind of the big deal, uh, where I'm at, but, um, you know, so we have a lot of kids that do box. We have a lot of kids that play for the Loons uh, traveling team, um, you know, just different traveling teams out there, team men, whatever. Um, I don't think they get down to, you guys are 36, but we're not, we're not down that way. But, um, you know, so there's, there's definitely a traveling piece uh, and, and we stay pretty active over the summer. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, I mean, we, we, we pound captain's practices for two, two weeks straight before the season starts. Um, you know, we, we'd love to have a dome, but we don't, uh, we have access to the North, uh, the NSC uh, national sports center in Blaine, um, that does have a dome, but it's, it's really expensive and we don't want to pay for it. So. Yeah, no, uh, not having a city dome definitely, or, or a school dome that some schools even have, that's, that's definitely, a um, a game changer. What, what, what happens when things get, uh, sloshy early in the season? Uh, we're fortunate to have two turf fields. So, um, you know, we, we do a lot of ground ball work by the shoveling snow. Um, so that does happen in the past. Right. Um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, we kind of, we're, we're fortunate that the grounds crew kind of, uh, will plow it off for us if, if we need it. So it's, it's been good. Right on, right on. Um, a couple just kind of random questions, you know, what any traditions, you know, that Centennial lacrosse or, or things kind of behind the scenes that, um, you know, you, you've been a part of the program, like since like day one, it sounds like, or at least, you know, a lot of the days that it's been around, you know, what are, what are some of those traditions and, um, and things? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I don't know about traditions so much as, you know, just, you know, I think our, our kids are very fortunate. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the booster program and, and how, how much our boosters are, are really supporting the program. So, you know, our kids are, are fortunate to, you know, get meals on, on the bus before every way they get, you know, player packs, they get all the extra swag, all the good stuff, right. That they, that they're all excited about. And I think, you know, that kind of buzzes around uh, with the kids to say like, you know, that, you know, you put the time in and, and, and the program is going to take care of you, the, the boosters are going to take care of you. So, um, you know, we've been very fortunate that way. We have, um, you know, eight coaches, which is, you know, a lot considering, you know, we have three teams or whatever, um, you know, so we've been very fortunate that way. So I think, you know, hard work and, and dedication to the program from our kids uh, has been, you know, good for us. Um, our, it sounds like you've been listening to some of the last podcasts. Uh, we've had some, some weird topics come up specifically around salsa and eggs, um, hot sauce as well. You know, how, how do you like your eggs? Um, so I'm a Chulula guy. I know that's uh, a semi-okay answer. Um, so yeah, Chulula is pretty much the, the go-to, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll toss some pepper on it, I guess, if I have to, but that's Chulula is kind of the way to go. No, yeah, no, that's a, that's a respectable answer. Um, I, 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 I think that's like three in a row now where we've had Cholula be the go-to sauce for eggs. It's, it's, it's getting up there in popularity. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a pretty standard answer. I don't think people people won't knock that. Do mm-hmm. you anticipate anything any any bad feedback from that, JP? No, not at all. It's just it's uh, there's a trend. I think Cholula might need to uh, hit us up because we're 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 talking a lot about Cholula on the podcast lately. Yeah, a lot of a lot of free ads for them. <laughs> um, if we were to come up to Centennial and watch a game, you know what's a what's a great local ideally barbecue if not barbecue you know restaurant or what what's the go to you know maybe the lax parents you know where where do the lax parents go before the game to eat sure so there's a, a place called the boulevard it's off of uh lake drive uh 35 lake drive basically um, so that's just kind of like a bunch of different kind of, of food um you're talking barbecue there is a is an awesome joint called smokies um it's a little bit further north than centennial but um it's on coon lake and those guys make some crazy barbecue. So yeah, if you ever get up that way, then hit it up. What's your order there? Yeah. Cause I, I love barbecue. Um, 
yeah, you can't really go wrong with anything. I mean, they, they have like burgers of pulled pork. That's just re- like smoked burgers of pulled pork. It's good. I mean, they've got um, nachos that are, that are phenomenal. I mean, just the brisket, anything really. I mean, it's just, it's legit. They've got different beer battered onion rings. So they do different IPA batters for the onion rings and that's really good. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a place to hit up. Yeah. My stepdad's going to be all over that. What's the game that you think we should come up to if we're, uh, we're coming up to a centennial home game? Well, I mean, if you want to see if we can get redemption, obviously we're going to, we're going to host Benil this year. So that'll be interesting. Um, you know, what's the um, date for that? Oh God. I, I figured you're going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> it's a Saturday. I can't remember to be honest with you. It's in May. It's like one of the last couple games um, in the season. So um, yeah, I don't know. I can look it up, but Saturday day game sounds like a very doable possibility. So we, we might have to make a trip. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That, 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 that could definitely work. Um, I got Smokies written peek. down quick peek. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Smokies is definitely the, the place, man. It's, it's, it's really small, um, kind of like a shanty type deal, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's legit. so it's on, uh, the 21st of May at two o'clock is when we play 2 PM like that. All right. I'm writing that down. Hopefully, hopefully we can, hopefully can fit that in. Cause you sold me on Smokies. Um, yes. JP, any, any questions from you? I know I kind of was running most of it. It could be anything. Uh, yeah, I got, I got some questions. There's been, um, some talk and some anticipation about our preseason rankings, our top eights. Um, I think some of us may have Centennial in the top eight, but I think the majority of us do not. Um, do you have you know anything to say about that? Anything to like maybe convince us as to why Centennial should be in the top eight? Um, or just kind of what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. Um, Honestly, I'd rather have our guys fight to be put in the top eight. Um, so I think, um, you know, one of the things that we maybe missed the, the mark on last year is we always, our mantra is to build the sections. Uh, we didn't build the sections last year and, and got bounced out the section. So, you know, um, in 2018, we went to state. I think we were, we were like uh, nine and four regular season. So we had like nothing of, of a schedule or a strength of schedule. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to put us in the top eight, just based on, you know, how many D1 players we have or how many whatever, you know, like, that's fine. Um, I'd rather see the proof in the pudding and have the guys fight for some stuff. I like that. Are there, is, the, is the locker room and the coaching staff, you know, is there a little bit extra of a, a hunger around the team, kind of given how last season went? You know, you started out really strong. You, you win all the games you should. Um, and then you kind of get to the, that semifinal in sections and it doesn't go your way is there kind of like an extra motivation going around right now yeah i think um you know it's it's i think walter payton said like never die easy right like that's that's one of the things that we we died pretty easy in section a semifinal. um and, and it's not like don't get me wrong chisago lakes awesome program carson erickson phenomenal face-off guy like if, if you didn't see him in, in, uh, in person, he is just phenomenal. So, um, you know, what people might not know is he didn't play that game against us. And, and so it's like, you put him in that situation. Um, and, and maybe it's a different game. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, we've watched, I, I guess I've watched a ton of film, um, all the different things we could have done. We were up six to two, um, the first quarter against Chisago Lakes and just went like that. So, um, I think it's, it's a com- combination of 
you know, um, not playing our starters for longer periods of time during the season, regardless of score, um, getting some more conditioning in, because I think, you know, we were, it was one of the hottest days, you know, I think in the, in the spring and we play a one o'clock game or something like that. It's like, let's torture our kids a little bit more, but, um, so yeah, we, we've definitely, uh, there's more of a hunger, I think this year, just to, to make it back to state and, and prove that we belong. Yeah, no, totally. I think that, that almost can be like a weird blessing in disguise sometimes, at least as a, like a coach, you kind of use that as a, a, a real strong motivator for the, for the next season. Obviously it's not how you want to end your year, but you know, it can, you can get some good out of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, as you probably know, our last question that we like to finish off with, um, you know, for the fans and if your players listen to it and, or, or whoever, um, is, is what's your alley. Um, you, this can be lacrosse. This can be not lacrosse can be something you're passionate about today, lifelong. Um, again, take it any direction you want. Um, so yeah, what's your alley? Yeah. So I knew you were going to ask this question. I have been thinking about it all day. Um, so, you know, I think my thing is just being a lifelong learner of, of, of things. Right. And so, um, I come from, I, I work in it, um, things change all the time. I think, uh, if you don't adapt, then you're, you're failing. If you're not learning, you're failing. And I think that that's one of the things that I try to, um, you know, harness, especially with coaching. I mean, we just talked about it, like learning from last year and, and just, you know, it, whether it be reading books or, or articles or watching film or you name it, um, you know, I think just applying yourself and, and doing that stuff and learning in, in everyday life uh, is something that I'm kind of passionate about. You don't have to give away the playbook or, or the updated playbook, but um, are you a guy that tweaks with the sets? Are you are you coming out with with the new plays or, or are you kind of a guy um, again, you don't have to give away the plays, but like, are you a guy that kind of keeps it simple? Um, kind of year after year. Uh, we, we definitely have some set plays um, or set different sets that we run. Um, I think what, what I try to do is tailor it to the guys that we have. And so, you know, if you got a couple of good Dodgers from up, up top, I mean, we're going to, we're going to harness that. We're going to make sure we, we get our looks that way. If we got guys that can finish inside, we'll, we'll run something different. So I think, um, you know, we're really flexible with that. I'm always trying to find a new thing to, to kind of put a wrinkle in stuff. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, coach, thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks for coming down the alley. I think, um, I, I think it was awesome again, getting to, to meet another staff, uh, get to learn about another program and, um, a, a program that's, that's hungry, especially after last year, but a program that's been close, like you guys have been right there. Um, and I'm a public school guy, so I, I, I hope you can, I, I hope you can slay the dragon of, of the Um, there's, there's no better feeling than beating them. Yep. No, I appreciate you guys very much. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I uh, can't wait to see you this season and we'll have to have you back on after you beat Benelt. Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank Best you. of luck, Coach. Thanks for coming Thank out. Thank you. <clears throat> Big shout out to Coach Beach. Centennial. Are they a wagon? It might be. I like him. He uh he seems like he knows what he's doing. And I think it'd be hard for them to not do well in that section of that conference. So take care of business when it matters. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in, in the state tournament this year. So, you know, I, if I'm being honest, when, when he was sliding my DMs, when he was sliding down the alley DMs, I, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous. I didn't know if he was mad. 
I didn't know if he was going to come at us. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know if there was going to be excuses. Um, you know, I, I, we didn't know. We didn't know. I kept it vague. I kept it simple. I was like, Hey, you want to come on, come on, let's chat. Here's the time. Here's the link. And he was like all about it. So, um, and he came on no excuses. Uh, he's trying to build a program. He's an OG, uh, centennial guy. It sounds like, um, and I'm about it. I'm about it. I like his vibe and, uh, no excuses. I think they're just, they're ready to come back. I think they're hungry. Yeah, no, that, that interview went probably the exact opposite way I thought it was going to, but like in a good way, I thought from the screenshots and maybe just kind of like the vibe we had, it was going to be coming in hot. Here's why Centennial is great. Here's why we lost all this other stuff. None of that. All just, here's what we are. Here's what happened. Here's how we're going to, you know, get ready for the next year and learn from what happened last year. So good coach, good head on his shoulders. I, uh, I look forward, I think, to putting Centennial in my top eight. So, I, I, and he he wants him to earn it too. He's like, no, don't give it to me. Yeah, don't get, don't give it to me. Come that, see me. Come see that, me, and then we'll, then we'll talk about it. He, he's playing hard to get, and now I almost I, now I kind of want to put him in my top eight. <laughs> Whoa, reverse oh. psychology. <laughs> uh, May twenty first, though. Uh, I I don't know all the schedules. We're you know we're still collecting the data schedule by schedule as we see it but uh may 21st 2 p.m with a with a nooner at smokies um if i can make that happen i'm gonna i'm gonna make it happen should we do a little discord meetup at smokies yeah discord meetup right if you haven't been in the discord tweet me we'll invite you get in discord i think our discord group smokies noon may 21st I'm going to have to check the calendar, check the schedules, check all the matchups, but this is definitely, this is, it's going to, this matchup is going to be hard to beat. Yeah, no, I I agree. Speaking of which, I know you teams out there, you coaches know your schedules. If you're looking at your schedules and you're thinking this is going to be a great matchup for the state to see, let us know. We don't have those schedules just yet. We don't have them all. We got to piece them together right now. All right. So help us out. If you've got a big matchup on a Friday night, Maybe you want a little extra media attention, you know, let us know because we might be able to make something happen for you. Get a little extra signal boost across the socials for you. Little video, maybe some pictures, maybe you'll get podcasted about. I personally love rivalry games and border battles. Yep. However, uh, those might look. Yeah. However, those might look. Give us, give us those matchups. I, I love border battles. Full student sections. I want fired up coaches. Give me the brass. Give me the, get the brass there and I'm there. Yep. I want brass. I want the band and I want them loud. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Marathon Monday. We are recording multiple podcasts uh, that will be released throughout uh well, this is pre throughout March before the season starts. So um, we're going to wrap this one up. Hopefully we have another buddy or two, maybe Ted, maybe and or Katie. We'll see. We've got another one coming. You'll hear it next week. Um, we're not going to, I'm not going to tell you who it is though. So thanks for coming down the alley. Thanks coach beach. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of coach. 
I'm not like the biggest fan of Centennial, but I, I don't, I don't not like them anymore. They've, 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 I'm neutral to Centennial now. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Like kind of anti-North, but he's like, no, I want to be Penel. I'm like, oh, I kind of like you. Yeah. And I, as a private school guy, I, yeah, I also would love to see them beat Penel because private school guy, but also like everybody wants to be Penel. So love it. I'm here for it. Thanks for coming down the alley. Thank you, Coach Beach. We'll talk again next week. Later.